Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith. This is episode 250. And I think it's probably the longest title by far of any of our podcasts. It is Seasons of Peace Do Not Necessarily Equate to Seasons of Spiritual Growth. You know, usually the titles have about five words in them, five, six, seven, something in that ballpark. But as I read the scripture passage for today, and I thought about the lesson that really kind of jumped out at me, it wasn't a short, I couldn't do a short title, because a short title just wouldn't do it justice. I want you to think about the seasons of peace in your life. Those seasons where it doesn't mean that everybody's perfect and everything is perfect, but you're not on red alert all the time and you're able to get things accomplished. It's just one of those times where you can kind of relax and we all need those times in our lives, and, and some of us have more of those than others. But as I was reading through this section of Scripture in 1 Kings 4, 20-34, talking about the early years of King Solomon's reign in Israel, I was struck by the phrase that the Israelites lived in peace and safety. And that was meant to be an indication of how well things were going during that time. But whenever I saw it, it caused my brain to go a bit of a different direction. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to read through this scripture passage. A lot of it we're not going to talk about in any detail at all. Because, really and truly, the main part of this, this scripture section is the fact that in Solomon's early reign, things just seemed to fall into place. And everything seemed to go well, not only for Solomon, but for all of Judah and Israel. They were the combined kingdom at that time. But all of them were doing well and quote, everything Solomon touched turned to gold. It seemed in that way. So let's read down through this and then let's see if we can apply this to our own lives. So starting in verse 20, the people of Judah and Israel were as numerous as the sand on the seashore. They were very contented. That's a, that's a good word there. Contented with plenty to eat and drink. Solomon ruled over all the kingdoms from the Euphrates River in the north to the land of the Philistines and the border of Egypt in the south. The conquered peoples of those lands sent tribute money to Solomon and continued to serve him throughout his lifetime. The daily food requirements for Solomon's palace was a, were 150 bushels of choice flour, 300 bushels of meal, also 10 oxen from the fattening pens, 20 pasture-fed cattle, 100 sheep or goats, as well as deer, gazelles, roe deer, and choice poultry. Solomon's dominion extended over all the kingdoms west of the Euphrates River from Tipsa to Gaza 
and there was peace on all of his borders. During the lifetime of Solomon, all of Judah and Israel lived in peace and safety. And from Dan in the north to Beersheba in the south, each family had its own home and garden. Solomon had 4,000 stalls for his chariot horses, and he had 12,000 horses. The district governors faithfully provided food for King Solomon and his court. Each made sure nothing was lacking during the month assigned to them. They also brought the necessary barley and straw for the royal horses in the stables. God gave Solomon very great wisdom and understanding and knowledge as vast as the sands of the seashore. In fact, his wisdom exceeded all of the wise men of the east and the wise men of Egypt. He was wiser than anyone else, including Ethan the Ezraite and the sons of Mahol, Herman Kalkal, and Darda. His fame spread throughout all the surrounding nations. He composed some 3,000 proverbs and wrote 1,005 songs. He could speak with authority about all kinds of plants, from the great cedar of Lebanon to the tiny hyssop that grows from cracks in the wall. He could also speak about animals, birds, small creatures, and fish. And kings from every nation sent their ambassadors to listen to the wisdom of Solomon. You'll remember that that's what Solomon asked for. He asked God for an understanding heart to be able to rule over Israel well. And God granted him just what he had asked for. As we read down through that, did anything jump out at you? As you could tell when I was reading, you could tell that one thing jumped out for me was the the phrase, they were very contented with plenty to eat and drink. And if you look at the ESV, I was reading from the NLT, but if you look at the ESV, it says they ate and drank and were happy. Like everything was going well for them during that time. That's what it comes down to. They were contented. They were pleased. They lived in peace and safety throughout Solomon's reign. But as we're going to see in future weeks, they might have lived in physical peace and safety, and they might have been content because they had a lot of stuff around them. But do you see a lot of spiritual growth? Did you see any spiritual growth that was talked about here? In this passage, you didn't, I promise. I want you to think about the times in your life. Were the times that you grew closest to the Lord when you were content and everything seemed to be going your way? Or did you grow much more in those challenging periods of time? I had already planned on doing this lesson. Did not know I was going to record it this evening. But I was already planning, had the topic picked out, and then I got a phone call that changed the trajectory of my year. And it didn't take any time at all for my brain to go straight to this lesson. Because adversity can either cause us to choose to be bitter or can make us grow. Like we can be better as a result of how we handle adversity or 
We allow adversity to handle us. As I look at the season of time for Solomon and Israel, and it looks like what we call now the American dream, where they've got plenty and everything seems to be going well. And sadly, that is the dream of so many of us. We want, well, that, that, that in itself, that just that phrase, we want. We want everything to go our way. We would like smooth sailing, as is often mentioned. But the thing is, smooth sailing Instead of bringing you closer to the Lord, so many times leads to destruction or leads to sliding away from the Lord because you are just going downstream. You are not facing challenges. And with those challenges, you're not having to depend upon the Lord to give you strength and to give you courage, and to give you wisdom. I will never look at this passage again in the same way that I did before this week. Because in this, we see just opulence. We see that they were so very blessed. But in the midst of the blessing, we're going to see as we continue through the reign of King Solomon... And then when we get into the divided kingdom, which I have spent the last few years teaching through in my Sunday school class, I'm going to guarantee you, you're going to see that this wasn't a strong bunch of spiritual warriors ready to take on all the challenges of being a God follower. Absolutely not. And the kingdom just continues to go downhill. I go to the gym. I think I've mentioned this quite a bit. I think I mentioned it even last week. And and one of the things that going to the gym does is, depending on what equipment you use, you go against resistance. Whether it's the lifting of weights or whether it's the bike that I'm going to ride in the morning or the rowing machine that I used this morning. And the more resistance, the more difficult it's going to be, but the more it is going to challenge you and your either muscles are going to grow or they're going to definitely become stronger. You may have more agility. There are so many benefits. But if you just go to the gym... And look at the bike and go, yeah, that's going to be hard. And you don't get on it. You're not going to grow at all. And honestly, any muscle that you have is pretty much going to atrophy. I've chosen from a physical standpoint to get on the bike and to push myself. Tomorrow morning, I will be pushing myself in 30-second increments eight times as hard as I can possibly cycle. And during that time, my body doesn't want to do that, (laughs) especially when it gets hard. But 
I have determined to do that because I want to build strength. I want to be healthier. And I've seen such growth in the short amount of time that I've been doing this, which is at least a month and a half now. Like, I have seen the scores grow by leaps and bounds. It just amazes me. But if I just sat in a chair and I just looked at the bike, I wouldn't have resistance, but I also wouldn't have any growth. As American Christians, which I would anticipate the majority of people listening to the sound of my voice are American Christians, we can easily, easily let what spiritual muscles we have atrophy because we want to take the path of least resistance, the path of ease, the path that doesn't hurt, the path that doesn't risk anything, the path that allows us to keep our stuff I paused because it just grabbed hold of my heart that each of us as American Christians can fall into that temptation. Whether we've got what is considered a lot or maybe a little by American standards, we're still rich as compared to a good portion of the world. But how about, how about instead of praying for peace and safety and contentment, not the, not the godly, I mean, like we should be content, as Paul said, in all circumstances. But the contentment they were experiencing was because they had everything they wanted. How about instead of praying for all of that, we pray that God would make us uncomfortable. Uncomfortable when we think about the number of people who died and will spend an eternity in hell just since you've been listening to the sound of my voice all across the world. Wake up. Wake up and realize that challenges in life can be some of the greatest blessings to your spiritual walk. Don't try to avoid them. Don't try to tunnel under them. But just grab the Lord's hand and walk through them. Realize that when it's all said and done, what matters more than any type of season of ease is an eternity of rewards for living a life worthy of the gospel.
pleasing God in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of Him, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, so that we might have great endurance and patience and joyfully give thanks to Him, for we have the opportunity to share in the inheritance in the kingdom of light. That was part of Paul's letter to the church at Colossae. And it comes spilling out of me because I memorized it many years ago. But I challenge you. I challenge you the weekly assignment feature. During which seasons of life have you grown the closest to the Lord? And how? How can you change your prayer life? How can you change your focus? How can you finish well? Whether you are 22 years of age or 78, how can you finish well? How can you lean into the Lord and not aim to live out the rest of your days in comfort, but to live out the rest of your days on mission to see God's kingdom come, His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we'll pray for us. Dear Father, you've really taken me for quite the ride over the last few hours and definitely during this podcast. Because of the events of the day, you've caused me to really be emotional about this and I thank you dear God just as I've asked already I pray for the situation that is facing those I love that fits so perfectly with today's story Because we can choose a life where everything leads to earthly contentment. And we can get to the end of our days and look back with a life full of regrets at all the missed opportunities and all the people's lives we didn't touch because we chose a life of ease. Or, we can do as Joshua challenged the people to do, to choose this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And with that said, serving you means sacrifice. Serving you means not trying to keep up with the Joneses. Serving you means surrendering all. Our hopes, our dreams, our finances, our talents. Knowing that you have the plan for our days. That you chose us for a purpose. And that purpose is not to live out the American dream. But to live so that all those around us see that you are sufficient 
that your grace is sufficient for your strength is made perfect in our weakness. May we choose this day to serve you and each day forward. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. That's episode 250. It just still blows my mind. I can't even tell you how many years we've been doing this. Uh, but I know we've got an anniversary approaching co- coming pretty soon. You know, I just turned on the mic one day because God told me to. I was podcasting for free at that point. You still get to listen for free, but it cost me money. But God just said do it. And I stepped my toes into the water, just like you see early in the book of Joshua, when they had to step into the water before the water was parted. And that was the very first lesson. You can hear that episode and all the ones after it if you go down below in the show notes and you'll see the QR code and you can scan it. And I think about the the time that I started this podcast. It was definitely not a time of ease. (laughs) Not anywhere near close. But that's one of the reasons some of those episodes are my favorites. Because I was podcasting from a place of pain, a place of concern. And as a result, I was podcasting from a place where I was close to the Lord. Because I was hanging on to Him for dear life. This day. Ask the Lord to grow you into the man or woman He created you to be and commit to follow Him no matter the cost. Jesus said that in order to be His disciple, we must take up our cross daily and follow Him. That does not sound like a life of ease to me. That sounds like a daily walk under the challenges that come. But an eternity lived in the victory. So please feel free to share this with others. Thank you so much for tuning in. Contact information is down below. If you'd like to know more about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you can click on the link below or you can email me at the email address provided. And just remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day. Mm -hmm.